0: Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 661 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part 2 of the Zohar, page 108a, only in English, as this is actually an earlier section um, that was not translated earlier, uh, and um, it's a special little section on tshuva. So... um, I'm just going to dive right in. It's on page 127 of the Pritzker Edition Zohar, Volume 5, translated by Professor Daniel Matt. However, there are two matters here. One was spoken by a child, son of a great fish, who is uh, Rav Hamnuna, the son of the sage Hamnunasava, Whose scales rise to the height of the clouds. The oath of King David, which he wanted to swear, he drew his sword, upon which was incised the engraved name, and upon this he swore, so he did with Shimei, as is written I swore to him by Yudhevav, I will not put you to death. How was this oath given? With the sword he swore. Solomon inferred something else. He uttered a curse against Father. With words, here are words for him. With the explicit name he killed him, not with the sword. This is why Solomon acted so. Now one should observe and say since David swore to him, why did he kill him? It seems that this oath was a pretext since heart and mouth were not as one. But surely David did not kill him. And look, it is well known that all members of the body absorb every th- everything, while the heart cannot absorb even a thread of a strand of hair. King David was the heart, and he absorbed what was unfit for him. Therefore it is written, You will know what to do. 1 Kings 2. nine. Further, the tree caused him to bear a grudge and avenge like a serpent. Footnote 365. The final sentence apparently means that since King David was linked to Shekhinah, symbolized by the tree of knowledge of good and evil, she herself was provoked by Shimei's assault on the king, so she caused David to avenge the deed. Yoma, 22b, 23a, in the name of Rabbi Shimon, son of Yehotsadak. Any scholar who does not avenge and bear a grudge like a serpent is no scholar. Back to the text, it is written, For you do not desire that I should give sacrifice, a sent offering. You do not greet with pleasure. The sacrifices of Elohim are a broken heart. Psalm 51, 18-19 For you do not desire that I should give sacrifice. Now doesn't the Blessed Holy One desire that an offering be brought to him? Look, he ordained that sinners should bring an offering to their sin, so their sins would be expiated. However, David was addressing Elohim, and that an offering is not... Brought to the name Elohim, but rather to the name Yudhevavhe, for an offering is not brought to severe judgment. The attribute of judgment, as is written, when a person among you brings an offering to Yudhevavhe, Leviticus one two, to Yudhevavhe, and not to the name Elohim, when you bring a grain offering to Yudhevavhe, Leviticus two one, a thanksgiving sacrifice to Yudevave, twenty two twenty nine, a communion sacrifice to uh, Twenty-two, twenty-one. Therefore, since King David addressed Elohim, it had to be written, For you do not desire that I should give sacrifice, a sent offering you do not greet with pleasure, because offerings are not brought to this name. Rather, the sacrifices of Elohim are a broken heart, a broken spirit, sadness, and a broken heart. Consequently, however, whoever has a bad dream must display sadness, for he abides in the attribute of Elohim, and the sacrifice of the attribute of judgment demands sadness and a broken spirit. That sadness fulfills the dream, and judgment has no power over him, since he has offered the fitting sacrifice to the attribute of judgment. Footnote 367. A bad dream indicates that the dreamer is under the sway of divine judgment associated with Elohim, so he must bring an offering appropriate to Elohim, namely sadness and a broken spirit. If he does... His sadness fulfills the dream, and he need not fear any further consequences. Rachot 55a, in the name of Rav Chista. A bad dream, its sadness fulfills it. A good dream, its joy fulfills it. Back to the text. A broken and crushed heart, O Elohim, you will not spurn. Psalm 51.19, why you will not spurn? This implies that there is a heart that he does spurn. Yes. Namely, a heart that is haughty, with arrogance of spirit. Such a heart he spurns. But a broken and crushed heart, O Elohim, you will not spurn. Enhance Zion with your favor, build the walls of Jerusalem, Psalm fifty-one, twenty. Enhance with your favor, informing us as follows. Why enhance? It seems that she already has goodness, and now enhance that goodness. Certainly so, for ever since the day that the Blessed Holy One engaged in building the temple above until now, that goodness of favor has not settled upon that edifice, and so it has not been completed. However, when favor above arouses with goodness, will he tend and kindle the lights of that edifice and that cross. Creation, So that even the angels above will be unable to gaze at the temple or at the structure. Then the whole work will be completed. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Psalm 51.20 Now, since the day that the Blessed Holy One engaged in building the temple until now, has he not built them? If he has not built the walls of Jerusalem, and certainly not the temple... However, all actions of the Blessed Holy One differ from the actions of human beings. When human beings built the temple, they first constructed the walls of the city and finally the temple. Walls of the city first to protect them, then building the temple. Not so with the Blessed Holy One. Rather, he builds the temple first. And finally, when he lowers it and sets it in place, then he will build the walls of Jerusalem, the walls of the city. Thus, enhance Zion with your favor first, then build the walls of Jerusalem that is it for today's reading take care